Well, the, the, the verdict is in. TV should end. Let's get rid of TV. This is, um, this is episode five of uh, the series of uh, This Is Us, and I wish it was the la- I wish it was the last time I ever watched TV. Though that'll unfortunately not be the case. Uh, this week, uh, Will Will picked a series. He picked La Brea, NBC's La Brea, and dear lord, you what? You didn't like it? Problem. Um. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't like that it was only ten episodes. You know, I wanted more. Don't worry. More, more Don't worry, Felix. Season two of La Brea is coming. I checked in on that this morning. Yeah. It was. This is one of those shows that was renewed like one minute into the first season. Unfortunately, yeah. which is astonishing to me because this is yeah probably the worst TV show I've I've ever seen. Yeah, this it's... is the worst one by far. <laughs> Well, uh, when I when I pitched it to you, I had already watched the uh, the pilot episode just to see if like you know there was uh, there's any juice to be squeezed here, and I pitched it to you by describing it as like like the a TV series that has the exact same plot, acting, and seemingly budget of the movies they watch for Mystery Science Theater three thousand, but with none of the charm or entertainment value. Yeah. <laughs> It's so fucked up. Like, it's such a fucked up way to use Natalie Zia. Like, I don't know. I always liked seeing her in things. And it's like, yeah, this is literally like, yeah, Bill Corbett would watch this in a professional capacity. You're right. This is, um, I've taken like a more orderly way to doing these. Like, with, with Homeland and shit, I like recapped everything to like go through a structure. But I like, I mean, like looking at my document, it, it's like, um, in Lovecraft shit, when a diary reveals a man losing his own sanity. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this was rough, man. Uh, it was hard. I made it. I made it through um, seven episodes. I watched seven episodes of, of the first season. Wow. Yeah, seven episodes of La Brea, and you know, I, I did read ahead a little bit to see how the uh, the season ends, what what twists and turns await me, you know, and and, and for the, for our listeners here. Um, but you know, I'm I'm now well versed in La Brea. I'm a, I'm a true I'm a tarhead. That's what that's what that's what, you know the community of fans of the show call call ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say I'm quite a tarhead. Um, you know, I'm I'm probably um, you know your fans of people in the show. I'm definitely a Gavin head. I'm one of Gavin's guys. <laughs> You're a Gavin guy. Yeah, he's the best character I've ever seen on TV. Might as well just jump into this awful dog shit. Worship. This is so bad that I don't think I can watch TV for like a year. You know that I'm like going to buy a projector and like get into movies after. Well, that, this is my plan all along. Anymore. <laughs> this is my plan all along to expose you, to expose you to the most the most mind numbing TV show. Like, I just well, first of all, I mean, you can't talk about La Brea with talking about it. The the marquee, like like you know, like just just what, what is this show about? You know, and man, oh man, you're in for a treat. It's a, it's a show about a family. It's a show about a family and a hole and the holes that divide us. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's exact, that is how this was pitched. That was how this was pitched. They were doing cocaine that had like a 3% purity. And a guy like some fucking LA crackhead was like, I've always won- I've always wondered what would happen if my family went into a hole. I mean, it's you know, it's it's a story of a city too. You know, it's a it's a it's a it's about a town called Los Angeles, not the Los Angeles you or I know and remember. What with uh, that nice deli that Josh took us to, um, the Griffith Observatory, Silver Lake. No, 
it's the LA of 10,000 years ago. Because like that is what divides this family, is a hole where on one side is the present day. On the other side, after you fall through the hole, it's 10,000 BC. That is, uh, that, is, that, that is correct. So just getting into it. Our show starts, starts with Natalie Zia playing Eve. You know, t- probably TV's tier A1 MILF. She was one of Raylan Givens' ex. Yeah, you might remember you know, her. The, the top one. You might remember her from being Raylan Givens' ex and future wife. And the only other uh, actor on this show that I had any knowledge of going into, like, are the, the, only, the only other actor I recognized at all was uh, John Seda, who uh, played one of the Marines in the HBO's uh, The Pacific, which I thought was quite good. Yeah, no, no one else except those two, I think, even has a Wikipedia page. I don't even know if these are real people. <laughs> They're all deep fakes. Yeah, that's, that's how it feels. It feels like this actor doesn't exist. I mean, like, I, 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 I mean, I want to talk about the show. And the more I watched it, the more the more I knew I was correct, because this is like this is like a Mind of Jason TV series. Oh, my God. Yes, <laughs> this is like he's seen. I mean, talk about a guy who lives in a sinkhole. He's living in a different reality as portrayed in this show, and that's where all his film and TV comes from. But this is this is some bullshit he would watch. I'm con- I'm, is- I'm convinced that most of the movies that he watches like come from the other side of a sinkhole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all- he comes from a world where Gavin never left the sinkhole. Oh, spoiler! And uh, <laughs> it resulted in the same reality, except that like a normal thing to eat is a bowl of fish <laughs> with like weed ashes in it. <laughs> And mayonnaise, but uh, okay. Get it. Eve is driving her awful son Josh, played by Jack Martin, and her one-legged daughter Izzy, <laughs> played by Zyra Gorecki, to school on the four hundred five. They're having bad family banter. Then boom, a fucking big sinkhole sucks in everyone on the highway. Izzy escapes. Eve and Josh are not. They're getting hole time. <laughs> they're going in they're the not hole. Dying. They're going in the hole. They're going in the hole. They're going in the hole. And you think they're getting holed up? And you think like, oh, they're gonna uh, like a big sinkhole opened up. They're dead. Nope. They're going into caveman times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. The- I mean, it's it's not just. I mean, like the sinkhole and like, like the epicenter of it are the famous La Brea tar pits. You know, one is one one of one of Los Angeles. Marquee attractions. You can go look at some fucking uh, tar in the ground and all the all the cool skeletons that they pulled out of it. Um, but it's not just a hole. There's a giant sinkhole and it's like enormous. It, it sucks in like half of downtown Los Angeles. Um, but at the bottom of the hole, it's not just the hole. There's gash on this show too. If you you fall into the you, yes. you get hole and then you fall through the time gash, and the time gash yeah, is like yeah. sort of this like green light in the sky. Um, and then, like, you know, everyone wakes up and they're like, well, they're in the middle of a field. And, like, there's, like, uh, you know, the, the sort of settlement that they start is uh, filled with the detritus of, like, downtown Los Angeles. Like, there's tons of cars and, like, the facade of that automotive museum that's downtown in L.A. Um, and then they're like, where are we? We have, we have, to, we have to survive. It's, this show is, like, uh, you know, I think when they pitched it, they were like, uh, this show's, like, lost, but trust us, we know what we're doing. We know where this show yeah. is going. Yeah, I would honestly describe this as Lost for people who suffered a brain injury during Lost and, like, couldn't finish it. Like, it would literally, it would, if they finished Lost, it would be like when you, you like, mix bathtub fentanyl and Xanax and your brain just turns off and you die. Um, I also, okay, so I guess there's, like, a technology with the sinkhole or, like, a, a physics thing where 
if you're homeless and you enter the sinkhole, you just <laughs> you just die because they sucked in like all of downtown LA and there are no homeless guys. And there's there ba- are none. it's basically thirty people that like okay, this is one of the most like this is one of the things that I noticed right off the bat with this show because like there are only like thirty people who like make up the survivor community. So I'm assuming like the rest of the people just die. Then yeah, if you were homeless, you were just vaporized instantly. In fact, gruesome Gavin was responsible for making the sinkhole <laughs> and the time gash yeah. to, to do a homeless clearance. That's actually what started. They were just dynamiting an, an encampment and it opened up the sinkhole into ten thousand BC. So here's one here I mean Here's the thing I noticed, like, of the sample of, like, the 30 people that were just happened to be in downtown Los Angeles when they got hold, when they got hold up, it does not seem to me to be anything close to an accurate representation of what a random group of people in downtown Los Angeles would be. Like, there are no Mexican people, no Filipino people, and no American-born black people at all. No, that's true. There are no FBAs. Um, let me let me go through this. Let me go through who's who we first meet uh, in our first whole scene. We have Ty, who uh, played by Chike Akankwu, who is a British-born psychologist, but he has a poll on him. Interesting. Uh, we have Riley, who's a white teen whose main character trait is scoffing. We got her dad. Uh, played by John Cena, a combination Navy SEAL doctor, which makes him the most <laughs> evil person in the world. I love that because it was just like, uh, th- that's the one person where that like like is perfect. If you find if you find yourself in ten thousand BC, and and one of the people in your band of survivors was both a former Navy SEAL and a current trauma surgeon, stick close to that guy because he's got the skills that you need. Yeah. What a what is what like, a bit yeah. of luck. We didn't get any any like. Uh, <laughs> any Mexican people in LA, but we did get the one Navy SEAL slash surgeon. Yeah, no, I did. What the fuck? There are no Mexicans. <laughs> what the fuck? We don't. We don't have a Mexican, but we have an Australian uh, Indian guy who's a paleontologist and a stoner, and the worst character in TV history. Uh, well, what, Scott. Scott. Okay, yeah. Like I, again, like just the sheer number of people that wound up in 10,000 BC from downtown Los Angeles who speak with a British or Australian accent is like. Did they film this show in Australia or something? Yes. Okay. Yes, all right, they all right. did. So like, that, that must be the case. It's just like they they couldn't cast. It was just cheaper for them to hire um, Aussie talent rather than Americans. So, yeah, I guess that makes some sense. But it, I mean, it's it's digging the realism of La Brea, in my opinion. Um, Scott is probably the worst character on the show. He's the you know the the stock character that's in all of these TVs and movies now. The audience stand-in figure. And um, like you know, a a it's anti it's anti pothead propaganda. It's making all potheads seem you know oafish and incompetent. Um, but like he's there to just be a stand in for the audience, and to you know just just say say the lines like, guys, this is not good, and 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 to be like an an oafish coward, but also to uh, assure people watching the shows that um, the skills that you have in the twentieth century, if you were transported ten thousand years ago, would be surprisingly useful. Like being a paleontologist pothead. Yeah, Scott is not just the worst character in the show, but yeah, the probably the worst character I've ever seen. Uh, yet Scott will like they'll see like a saber toothed tiger or something, and Scott will be like, "Um, that doesn't look like a house cat." <laughs> yeah, and he's always just like he's always just sucking on his weed vape and eating edibles, <laughs> and he's the biggest pussy of the whole group. Uh, 
it's really no redeeming traits as a character, except for like he'll see something and be like, that bird went extinct 10,000 years ago. We're like reminding you that you're 10,000 years ago. Um, the, the one I almost left out who is in our first whole group, uh, Mary Beth, who's played by Karina Logue, who's, I describe her as a lady cop with the brassy attitude, a heart of brass, a voice of brass, a personality of brass, <laughs> face of uh, brass, she's probably a you know, face of brass. She's probably like, um, killed everyone she's ever tried to arrest. She has like 78 bodies. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're down there. Uh, we're, we're learning about everyone. Scott's being repulsive, but, and Scott has uh, this thing where like, um, in addition to being high all the time, he's just like, guys, I'm, I'm guys, I'm really stoned right now. You know, it's, it's giving me crazy ideas. And then, but like, and then it just, because he's nervous, he has to talk all the time. And he's like, sorry, when I get anxious, I need to talk all the time. And everyone's like, do you please shut up? We're being ravaged by yeah. a pack of wolves right now. It, could you imagine the goodwill they would... <laughs> get with viewers if they killed scott <laughs> they probably can't they're probably like the australian government is probably trying to get rid of this is actually probably a real guy named scott it's not an actor and they're probably trying to get rid of him and pawn him off on Americans. to get to- <laughs> so they can't kill him off wait a second i think to get tax breaks like make this show viable and the fact that for some for some reason it has gotten a second season i think the australian government lets and lets them film this on the island where they store all their refugees to try to come from asia <laughs> This, but this guy like has he was like born in australia he's just all they're just trying to get rid of him <laughs> like, hey man i i get it i get it um anyway so uh we're back topside we see eve's estranged husband and josh and izzy's dad the former air force pilot gavin who's <laughs> gruesome you know, gavin <laughs> gruesome gavin the air force test pilot yeah, I'd say he's sort of the opposite of Gavin Newsom. No, yeah, you know? yeah, he's got. He, I mean, like, like Gavin is a man who's in control of everything. He's not not a stitch missing from his attire or personality. No, nothing unfounded in him. Uh, Gavin is again. I I think a worse character than Scott. Like he like he's the one I I I I wanted to kick the screen every time I looked at him because like he's he's the worst dad in the world, and the show is supposed to make you feel sympathetic for him because he's like. I've, I've, I've lost my family. You told me I can get my family back? Like, most of the show is just people explaining to him, uh, we have a way to get your family back. And then, like, that doesn't work. And then he's like, wait, you're telling me? You're telling me there's another way to get my family back? And basically, Gavin has ruined his life and his family's life by um, having visions and being an alcoholic. And no one takes his okay. vision seriously, but they should have. Um. Okay, well, like... There's more to Gavin's character than that. Um, his interests include wearing diesel leather jackets, <laughs> being like being a bad father, uh, al- alcohol. He's like, I think he's one of those alcoholics who only drinks like Amstel Zero and Amarado and A and W, like some weird cocktail. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's he's he drink, a He drinks Dicerono on the rocks. Yeah, drinking. Yes. Almond, he saw that. Yeah, drinking almond liqueur every night, getting wasted, screaming about uh, the visions he has of woolly mammoths as his family, as as his wife has an affair and his kids check out. But now yeah. he now he's got a good reason to get back involved in the life of his family because they're on the they're, they've been holed. Yeah, so he's like the first time we see Gavin, he is he's interviewing for a job at the Air Force, and it's like 
not even they didn't even see how this goes because it, it's like a job interview at Blimpies. They're like, <laughs> "What are your qualifications?" <laughs> and, and they're like, "Well, Gavin, you were a good pilot, but then you you crashed your plane in the desert." They don't even say what they just say a desert. And you started having visions and then became an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I know, I, yeah, I know, I know I have the visions and I crash, but like, I don't know. Like, guys, I don't have to fly the plane. Just like, let me sweep up the floors to show you what I'm uh, Yeah, are. it's like his, his work experience is Air Force test pilot. And he's asking for his old job back. And they're like, well, according to this file, you're a um, schizophrenic alcoholic. So I'm going to, that's, that's a no for me. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put you behind yeah. the fucking in the cockpit of of of, of some plane that the taxpayer has spent ten trillion dollars on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't go. It doesn't go great. Um, you know, he's he's leaving the interview. He's like, I need this job. I need to buy more jackets. Boom, <laughs> boom, whole shit happens. The whole shit happens. And Gavin is like, Oh no, my fam. If I know my family, they're in that hole. And he gets to the hole and he sees um, ancient evil birds that he recognizes from his vision coming out of the hole. Yes. Uh, one of the first things that, I mean, I was, see, like, I was expecting the show to do a lot more with, like, the crossover from um, prehistoric megafauna into our reality. And then, like, and then, like right or instantly out of the hole, it's a flock of, like, giant, like, like giant prehistoric vultures that have, like, 30-foot wingspans. And I was just like, oh. I want well, let's see where let's see how this develops. Let's see the havoc they wreak in Los Angeles. Like, nope, that's forgotten. It's just they're like, oh yeah, they're they're forgotten about. No, yeah, apparently there's like a flock of like vultures the size of pterodactyls flying around like Sherman Oaks, and no one gives a shit. <laughs> like, no one fucking cares. They're like picking up seven year olds and just dropping them from a thousand feet. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, that's weird. Um. So he Gavin Gavin goes to the whole site. Uh, Dr. Sophia Nathan from Homeland Security. She's speaking at a presser in front of the sinkhole. Gavin corners her definitely with like, yeah, Amarato sours on his breath and is like, I have visions. <laughs> and she, she, they're she's like, wait, like, let's hear what this guy has to say. <laughs> Yeah. Well, she's, you know, she's obviously like when she's talking to him, she's like, this guy's a fucking crackhead. But he gives her the serial number of a drone that DHS flew around the hole that only they could have seen. Because he's yeah, he, he, he saw her. he saw the drone in his vision crashed in, in 10,000 B.C. And he gives them the, the, the serial number on the drone. So, I mean, like that's proof positive that he's not just an alcoholic schizophrenic. He also has visions of caveman times. Yeah. Yeah, he's got his visions work, and you know, Doctor Nathan's like, you know, just go away. And he's like, I have to go to the Seven for All Mankind flagship store anyway. Bye. <laughs> and, but you know, secretly, like with with DHS, she's like, what? Yeah, this guy, this guy's visions may be kind of good. This guy's kind of goaded. Uh, he put Gavin. You know, after he's done shopping, he is like, okay, let's see if I'm let's see if I'm all cap or spitting facts. Am I spinning facts or fiction? I'm going to put my powers to the test. I'm going to look at this old photo of me and Eve, uh, and I'm going to try to find a rock from it. And he drives out to the desert and finds a rock with this handprint symbol that we see a lot. He starts digging, and he finds Eve's necklace ring uh, that she never took off that we saw her lose during the whole scene, the first whole scene. Uh, right as he's doing that, Izzy, his daughter, and Aunt Jessica show up. 
and they're like, we're, we're like Gavin, we're sick of it. We're we're taking you to Hazelden Center City. Like you're you're addicted to Amarato. Like stop it. <laughs> you you have to stop buying leather jackets. You have to stop buying leather jackets. Your your son is gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your son's in a hole and you are you spent thirty seven thousand dollars on leather jackets this year you're going to rehab but he's like look at this you stupid bitches and it's the and they're like oh my they're god like, explain this and they're like okay yeah yeah, yeah. gavin gavin's on this and gavin has a connection with the hole and i will reveal to you what that connection is because oh i've watched ahead and Greatest believe twist. me it's 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 well worth the hours i've spent watching this show by the way, I mean, in watching this show, I could only really watch it for like 20 minutes at a time or like listening to it by doing something else on my computer because like it, it is brutally hard to like have your attention held by this TV show. Brutally hard. Yeah, I, I, um, I watched the entire first season and I did it while performing a variety of tasks. And the amazing thing is no matter what the task was, whether it was like fun, like playing a video game I like or like cleaning my apartment it all just like made me nauseous and sick of doing whatever it was. I, it was just, I was always like a slog and it was always like, I always had to stop doing the task because I was like, okay, I want to like at least to be fair to the show and try to figure out what's happening. But no, it's impossible. It is impossible. It's impossible to straightforward get information from watching this show. It, it will, if you are like a normal competent person, it will, just fucking go right through you it is probably the least information per time spent on something the worst ratio of that that i've ever gotten uh we're, we're back in holville and everyone's searching for supplies uh mary beth is hoarding protein bars and she's she's looking for someone we don't know who yet scott and riley find about half a mil in black tar heroin in someone's trunk Right as they're about to uh, do it and write white light, white heat, uh, and Mary Beth is about to get exposed for protein bar hoarding, <laughs> two dire wolves pop out and mercifully kill one of our lead characters. Uh, we think they're going to do more, but Ty, unfortunately, he ups the pole. <laughs> he, he, he spins he spins out his ops, and he puts one of the wolves on a t-shirt. And... Fucking stupid wiener Josh, of course, is like the one kid who got super fucked up by the wolf. You know, it's like the same kid who's the type of kid who would throw up the first day of middle school is also the kid who's going to get, you know, fucked up by a dire wolf if he falls into um, a hole with his mom. We should also note that during the dire wolf attack, um, the, the cowardly oaf Scott um, like has a chance to save Riley's life and then freezes under pressure. And she has to like crawl under a car and he could have just let her in the car. And she has to save herself from a wolf attack because um, Scott is like, he's like, I'm too stoned, mate. They're wolves. I'm scared. Yeah. Again, this, there would be so much goodwill from the audience if you killed Scott in the scene, if you just got rid of him. Because there's no, like, it, everything you have his character do, like when he looks at, like, a tar pit or, like, an extinct species, you could have the Navy SEAL do that. You could have fucking... You could have Sam be like, oh, uh, I remember that from Navy SEAL. <laughs> like, but no, you, you have to have this repulsive coward. You've already made him a combat veteran and a surgeon. Like, why not just add paleontologists onto that CV? Yeah. 
<laughs> so he, yeah, he, like he's like the perfect guy to be stuck ten thousand years in the past with. It would be fun. It would be funny if you had it. You did like a um, <laughs> Fort Bragg thing and just ran to people for the hole or ending up dead and canoe. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I don't. Oh, that's weird. Oh, I got. I guess like someone else has seven six two rounds ten thousand years ago. That's weird. Um, but yeah, they the Josh is super fucked up. Josh is on. He's on death's door. Ty, Sam, and Eve, uh, they're like, oh, we saw an ambulance fall down the hole. We have to go find it again, antibiotics. As they find it, Eve recognizes the sort of formation it's around, and she's like, holy shit, this is the Hollywood Hills. And Eve is like, hold on, there's a famous photo that I have to recreate. I have to find the Cosby star. <laughs> um, she finds ancient Josh Androsky and some acid. Uh, they rolled up on by some saber-toothed tigers. Uh, and end of the first episode. Quite a cliffhanger. Yeah. It's, um, you know, what, what did you think happened? Because, you know, well, I mean, like, but nope. before they thought they were just like, hey, we're, we're in the middle of a field now getting attacked by wolves. This is, this is pretty dire. This is pretty, this is a, a dire wolf situation, you might say. Uh, this, is, this seems pretty bad. But then, like, once they realize that, like, oh, wait, we haven't gone anywhere. We're in Los Angeles with just thousands of years in the past. That's, that's, a, that's a little bit more serious. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like, um, you know, I've, I've, I've heard of a lost weekend, but what's this? <laughs> um, at the start of the next episode of episode two, Ty blicks up some of the tigers. Uh, Sam had the bag with antibiotics. He gets knocked down a cliff by one of the tigers. He's super fucked up. This sketchy guy named Lucas, who's clearly a criminal, he helps escort Sam to safety. Turns out Lucas is not only the guy that Mary Beth was looking for, but he's her son, and he he's the guy who has all the heroin bricks. She was she was tailing him because he was about to do a big deal, and like she went all she was a uh, Louisiana cop who like followed her son to L.A. to like stop him from doing a, a, a half million dollar heroin deal. Yeah, yeah, I guess she's like the shittiest cop of all time. Uh, they just like they they have these like insufferable arguments in the hole where she's like. Lucas, do not sell that heroin. And Lucas is like, "Fuck you, fuck you. You're the worst member of this family." And it's like, have, do, like, why do you guys think you're gonna be able to get out of this hole yeah. and either like <laughs> do a heroin deal or like, like, who are you gonna sell the heroin yeah, or like, to? Or, or, a fucking or, woolly mammoth. <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, the uh, like Scott and Riley, uh, they use the heroin because they need to do a medical procedure on her dad, the, the Navy SEAL surgeon. And they use the heroin as like a like a painkiller, you know. So like that that would be the one practical use uh, for heroin, other than just doing it once you realize that like there's no way to get back to the twenty first century and you're just gonna die. <laughs> All your family and friends think you're dead, and you are trapped in a world before antibiotics or like electricity or any of that shit. And like you are very very clearly gonna die of starvation, exposure to the elements, or being killed by a an apex predator. I, yeah, I'm doing. Once I see that the only science guy we have is, is like a soy coward podhead, it's like, well, I'm ODing. You know, see you guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you. I don't think you guys are getting it done. And like, I can't stress enough, like how, like on, on, like on, like on a show like Lost, like wasn't there like a drugs on the island or something, or like people's people's yeah, there was heroin. Yeah, there was people's like backstories or whatever. Like, oh, like this guy could be a dangerous criminal, or like what if what if someone has a gun or whatever. It's like. Even in the context of Lost, it's like, 
as a plot device, it's a little bit more high stakes because like they fucking drag out this like, oh, whose heroine is this? And then like the guy whose heroine it is like finds out that like they 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 got rid of his heroine or whatever. And it's just like he's like, no, I like he's like, you better find that or I'm going to kill you. It's worth a lot of money. It's like not in 10,000 B.C., you fucking moron. <laughs> and it's just like the law money like any exchange like any any hopes and dreams that he had on this scheme either of like i don't know making making a big deal for money or like getting arrested by the police all of that goes out the fucking window when you're in caveman times it literally doesn't matter the only utility for the heroine is to use as a painkiller uh, a suicide agent or just something to help you numb the, the time <laughs> help you pass the time until you get strampled by a woolly mammoth yes yeah no that's it but he's like i don't he's just he's, so he, married to this idea of a big drug deal he thinks he still thinks he's gonna do the deal <laughs> he's like he's like can we get can we get out of the stone ages i have to sell this heroin and go to 4040 club it's like what, what do you think this is what do you think is going on um yeah that I, I guess it's like he could sell it to cavemen for like some uh for flint for like tools rocks and beads yeah <laughs> They wouldn't even know what to do with it. Gonna get him I guess if you, <laughs> getting, if you show, like showed them, he's getting Neolithic man hooked on smack. And, and he, I mean, maybe maybe that's an interesting strategy for when they when they discover the other settlement of like prehistoric people who are also from the 21st century. The other the, oh the previous hole victims because like look, spoiler alert, the, the La Brea hole. It's not the first hole that's happened. There are holes everywhere. People are falling into the. T- caveman times all over this country and the government is covering it up it seems like every like uh one out of every 100 people has been sucked into a hole but yeah so we're doing all that back topside gavin finds the science guy and he's like i have visions and the guy's like uh you know get in line pal everyone says this but he makes him carbon date eve's ring and it reviewed the carbon dating shows that it's like twelve thousand years old and uh, he's like, oh, my God, Gavin, you're you're the no cap king. Uh, Dr. Nathan asks DHS for like, uh, you know, I want to spend more time in the hole. And we find out that Gavin's crash happened around the same time they discovered uh, the Mojave Desert sinkhole. Whole, whole world's trying to get in or out of a hole. You know, if you're not in the hole, you're trying to get in. If you're in the hole, you're trying to get out. Um. Next episode, Josh is unfortunately he's going to be fine. Uh, Sam, yeah, he gets his daughter to do. This is another one of those scenes where it's like the daughter's like, I, "Dad, I'm not even pre med. I can't do surgery on you with this heroin," and like she does it and it works. And he's like, "You know what, Dad? I think I will be pre med." And it's like, <laughs> "You're going, where? you're going to die here." Like you're like, yeah. <laughs> just like the only evidence that the, like they can get back is the uh, is the green gash in the sky that they all fell through. But then there's like some hope of like, oh, we'll, we'll just walk through that again and we'll be at the bottom of a giant hole in 21st century Los Angeles. It's like, yeah, it's like no character on the show. I mean, they're all obsessed with like we got to get back to our families, you know, like uh, we're oh, like we can communicate them through uh, you know letters in a bottle. <laughs> And, and, and vision quests and shit like that. But like, nobody on the show really seems to grasp or care about the gravity of their situation. <laughs> no, no. Like, literally, people are talking about their majors in college <laughs> while trapped 12,000 years ago. It's insane. I guess she's going to, like, find the land formation that UCLA was around and just wait. <laughs> just sit there. 
sit there for 12 dozen years. Like, oh, class starts soon. Wait, wait for orientation week. <laughs> I was really early. Um, so, um, everyone's handing out food. There's a guy there who's like basically Mark Marin, who's a funny character. He's like, he, uh, they're, they're like rationing out protein bars and he's like, Hey man, I've been on a juice cleanse for a week. You got to give me more protein bars than that. And Lucas is like, I'll fucking kill you. And of course, Mark Marin backs down. Then on uh, the screenshot you posted on Twitter, the giant bad CGI sloth <laughs> of the PlayStation 2 asset takes all their food. And Eve is like, damn, me and Ty have to go hunting so we can have like more bad exposition. Yeah. And okay, uh, so like, uh, just, just real quick about the, uh, the giant sloth. Like, I mean, I, similar to the, the giant vultures that um, are in Sherman Oaks, California, at the, at the, in the universe of this show, basically the only like, uh, uh, like interesting concepts to be played with with, with, the, with the, the 10,000 BC hole is the interaction between these characters and prehistoric megafauna, like the giant sloth. There's a few saber-toothed tigers. But for the most part, the show really does nothing at all. Like there's, there, I, I, there has, I've not seen a single mammoth in the seven or eight episodes that I watch. Uh, there's one incredibly bad uh, CGI sloth. But like, even if they, if they kept the bad CGI sloth, I just want to see more of them. I want to see more interactions with giant sloths, giant anteaters, uh, sort of like, uh, you know, just, just, just some animals that we haven't seen before on television. But they do precious little with this concept. Yeah, I thought it would have been cool if there was like, yeah, like a scene with like a giant wolf and Scott is like, this isn't a heckin' pupper. I thought that would be good, but they don't, you know, they don't. No one's ever as good as, at TV writing as you want them to be. I mean, you know, like not the not the real guys. We would have killed it if we wrote. Well, I mean, like I mean, like this. The plot to this show sounds like when you know, like like if we were like on cocaine and ketamine trying to come up with loop jumper again. (laughs) No, this is this is dumbed down loop jumper. This is like, what if you took all the cool shit and like double penetration out of loop jumper jumper, and you replaced it with like bad? You made it. This is us. The, oh yeah, so uh, back to back to the hunting. Uh, Eve and Ty and Lucas and Barry Beth are all trapped in a cave. They find a way out, but find a skeleton wearing a Mojave U sweatshirt. A very lost like touch. Uh, we're, we're just sort of like hanging on that. Um, Gavin is topside. He wants to fly into the hole. Uh, Department of Homeland Security won't let him. And they're like, well, do you know a guy who isn't an alcoholic, delusional, schizophrenic? And he's like, yeah, my friend Levi. We find out that they had a falling out because Levi was like, Gavin, you're my friend, but you're like alienating your family by having woolly mammoth visions. (laughs) He's like, fuck you. My family loves these. We find out that Levi isn't just a family friend. It's a little bit more. A special family friend. He's, yeah, he fucked, he fucked Eve. It didn't just fuck Eve. So you remember how I said that uh, Izzy is the legless daughter? Izzy lost her leg from, according to according to Eve, because Eve was late picking her up because of work. She was getting some work put in. <laughs> but she was, getting, she was getting back shots from Levi, you know? She wasn't clocking in. She was doing something else. Oh, and I, I, don't, remember the, I don't remember the name of the actor, but I do recognize the actor who plays Levi uh, when he was much younger 
he was a a a a very brief love interest of Misha Barton on the OC. He was like the pool boy. They, they have a little upstairs downstairs romance uh, between him and Misha Barton, and I think season two of the OC. Yeah, he kind of has that like Taylor Lautner genotype. <laughs> you know, like he's it's like oh the, yeah, this is the first version of this they made. He's got that like low hairline. Um, Levi obviously like his plane gets sucked in the hole. Episode four, Scott has to find the heroin, Lucas's heroin. He forgot where he reburied it because he's a stupid drug addict. Um, he doesn't remember. Uh, and another detail here that they did nothing with. Okay, so like Scott is a big pothead and he's constantly telling people he needs to self-medicate and this is like medicinal and he needs to take it for anxiety. And he's just hitting his vape pen the whole time. But like, you know, if you were a real pothead, he would be very, very concerned about when that battery is going to run out and you know no, yeah, he's just, just he's just sucking on it all the time it's like no man like you gotta you gotta start rationing out your weed hits and edibles man because once it once it goes what are you gonna do just drink the juice crack it open gum it like you're gonna be shit out of luck homie yeah he is not playing for the future it's because i i will be honest i think this character is unfair to weed heads <laughs> i don't think it's like a realistic portrayal but see yeah. if, I, if i was writing he, this show like Scott, like his weed pen would run out of batteries because they're always running out of batteries. I mean, like the, the, yeah. this, this is why you can't you got to you can't rely on electronic based weed implements. You know, like you got to have some papers. Got to have got to have some like got to have a lighter with you. Got to have some papers, a, a piece of some kind. You know, like the simpler the better for when you really need it and when you're in caveman times. If I were writing the show, um, Scott would use his 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 nerd genius to um, find and discover um, like super potent caveman weed. That would be so sick. And like, oh my God. Like, he finds the weed and he's like, oh, I have like no implement. Like, I, I can't, like, they haven't invented backwoods yet. So he like, he cooks an edible in like a big human-sized cauldron. <laughs> that, like, he makes like edible soup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then, oh my God. Then you can have like, Sam accidentally like eats the edible and he has like a weed freak out where he's like, oh my God, I've killed like 70 innocent people. <laughs> Uh, I have to like kill myself. Oh wait, being a Navy SEAL was bad. <laughs> yeah. Instead of having the weed freak out, the one the reason I stopped like smoking weed is you know you have that freak out where you're like oh all my friend all my friends hate me. <laughs> like he has that, but for being a Navy SEAL, he's yeah. like oh I am I'm a war criminal. And because but, because because, uh, because it's because it's twelve thousand years ago, I mean there's no drug. Like, dro hasn't been invented no. yet. So, like, caveman weed, like, it just grows naturally all over what was once the, you know, San Fernando Valley. Um, and it's like, it's like the, it's like, it's, it's, it's not like the, it's not the, the highest potency weed of all time, but it is the, it is the most mids weed of all time. It has the, the greatest mids effect on you. So, like, you know, it just, it makes you, it gives you a headache and makes you tired and hungry faster and stronger than any weed that has previously or ever existed. Oh my god! It has seeds the size of Concord grapes. <laughs> Pretty, yeah. I mean, you will, you will be, you will become part of the couch if you smoke that caveman mids. But um, yeah, he's he's like trying to find the heroin. Levi's crashed the whole deal. Levi and Eve has some like divorce banter, and Eve's like, "You ghosted me," and and Josh is like, "Oh my god, Uncle Levi, my like my." Yeah, uh, you're like if my dad didn't have visions, I love you. And it's like, oh, he definitely that's definitely like his kid. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like I've seen enough TV. That's his kid. Like, come on now. Um 
Levi's radar before he crashed, it picks something up, and it's actually a prehistoric human village. Our heroes stumble in, they see the handprint, uh, we leave on that cliffhanger, kind of. Uh, Dr. Nathan is like, I need to take a mental health break from work, because I got a guy sucked into the hole. Uh, Gavin is looking for her, because he's like, oh, I've, uh, like, I saw more mammoths in my sleep. I mean, like, and... you can say he sees mammoths, but I, I really, I have to stress here, nobody sees a mammoth on this TV show. It's absolute bullshit. He has no man. He just had, well, he has visions of what just appears to be a field, and he's just like I, I knew this is important. I gotta find my family, <laughs> but no. I mean, it'd, be, well, it'd that, be cool if he was seeing herds of woolly ma- woolly mammoths or something like that. But no, he like he has the most. His visions are the most boring visions ever that like anyone who's ever suffering from schizophrenia has ever had. I okay, that is my artistic flourish, and that is what I would do if I was writing the show. I would make it so that. Instead of pink elephants, he sees mammoths because he's an alcoholic that can see into the past. Oh, another another thing that they never deal with on this show is that, like, you know, once everyone's just like, oh, Gavin, uh, your your insane visions that ruined your life and broke up your family are actually real and can help us save uh, the the whole victims from caveman times. He's like, he's like, uh, he's better now. He's off the sauce, but like, he shows no effects of quitting alcohol at all. He's like. If you need me to pilot that experimental aircraft, I'll do it. I need to get my family back. And it's like, you know, hands are shaking. He's like sweating bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's a, he's a dry drunk. He, like, needs to go back in time to invent Alcoholics Anonymous and find a new way to annoy his family. <laughs> um, Gavin is looking for Dr. Nathan. He finds his own file, and the file is like, you know, didn't buy a Dodge Challenger with his military money. He bought a bunch of leather jackets and also... Uh, there he got he saw the sinkhole and there are four sinkholes that the government knows about, and Gavin finds his old plane on this like secret deep state farm, but it's been modified with anti hole technology, <laughs> and these two old women who work at the farm are like Gavin, we need you to take your plane and go into the hole. <laughs> <laughs> they're oh, like they're so like they're like it's exactly the same as the other experimental aircraft but they're like we've modified it so it'll go through the so it'll so it'll seamlessly pass through the hole we've lubed it up so it's just gonna slide up right up in there yeah i want to know are the people making the whole plane like the same as the f-35 <laughs> yeah it literally is they're like <laughs> <laughs> it can go through the hole it can go back in time no problem unless it's raining or slightly cloudy <laughs> then it will explode yeah. then it will explode instantly on takeoff <laughs> yeah we're sorry we accidentally um we made a whole the whole the size of all of los angeles county and got all of it sucked back twelve thousand years ago because it rained on the whole plane we're, we're sorry uh we're at the halfway point now and uh this is just sort of this is like a wasted episode the whole dwellers uh they all end up in this fucking fort uh they keep the, they, it's funny like when they discover the neolithic human settlement they keep calling it a fort it's just, yeah, it's, that's kind of like underselling it, I think. Um, and uh, it's like the, uh, the the Neolithic human settlement, and like this this is a part that I was a little bit um, confused about. But the, uh, so like the, the this this human settlement is made up of like people born in the 20th century who have fallen through holes and been like you know living in in 12 in 10,000 BC for like years, and you know have gotten a little batty, but like they've also I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, have also sort of like intermarried and intermingled with the indigenous peoples of Los Angeles circa 10,000 BC 
uh, you know, like so they're they're basically doing colonialism ten thousand years before that was a thing. I I think we have to come up with a word less harsh than <laughs> colonialism for this because it is like with colonialism, it's like you're on purpose going to this place to fuck it up and make them more like you and exploit them and like enslave them and kill them. But no one ever like really like accidentally went to a place much less twelve thousand years ago and was like uh, you know. You know, they're not, like, exploiting these people. They are, like, equals. They are, like, okay, we'll oh. learn how to be. Oh, kids. really? Oh, yeah. I, every colonizer ever has, has thought that, Felix. Uh, I will say it right now. The, the, the sky people who fell through the hole, they're absolutely doing colonialism and eugenics. Well, I mean, obviously. Everyone in this show is doing eugenics, and everyone on this podcast is doing eugenics. Everyone listening to it is literally doing eugenics. That much is true. I do agree with that. But the people who... You know, the Fort people who are responsible for this wasted episode five where they're like escaping from the fort and like there's a there's an ominous grandpa named Cyrus who becomes important later. And I mean, I don't give a shit about any like I really tuned out when they introduced the Fort people. <laughs> but I think that the scientists who fucked the cavemen are like not. No, not I mean, like, bad. look, I mean, let's I be honest. You would do the same. They're making the best of a bad situation. And, you know, it's easier to survive in a large group than on your own. And, you know, people who were born in caveman times probably know better than you do about how to survive in caveman times. But I will say it does put an interesting spin. I don't know if you're familiar with this. I've encountered this theory um, on Twitter among sort of like decolonial Twitter. And it's this uh, spurious uh, pseudo pseudo history that um, basically rejects the um, Asian land bridge theory of like the human population of uh, the Americas to like essentially make the point that like because uh, I, I think in their minds it's like if if um, if Homo sapiens crossed the Asian land bridge into the Americas like thirty thousand years ago then like that means that like they're colonizers too even though no one was here so like it makes like their claim to be the indigenous peoples of America stronger if they had like evolved in the Americas, like co, uh, you know, contemporaneously with, you know, early hominids in, in, uh, you know, the African veldt or whatever. But like, I think this show adds like, you know, like I said, a new decolonial wrinkle whole theory is that like, you know, I think like yeah. white people actually are indigenous to the American Americas because some of them fell through holes in the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> This is okay. This is it. This is it. This is fucking. This is like a stealth Mormon TV show. Yeah. Holy fuck! You figured it out. Yes. Oh my god. That's why it's so That's weird. Why, oh my god. That's why the show's so fucking bad because no Jewish person wrote this show. It's all Mormons. Oh my god. I'm. I'm oh my I'm, god. I'm looking up who funds La Brea right now. It is Mormons all the way down. They, you know, I, 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 I didn't make it to the season finale, but I'm guessing they wind up in Missouri in the Garden of Eden. And they're like, it's all true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, they're okay. like, oh, the- oh, my God. Remember? OK, so like, it's like a few episodes later when they discover the Civil War gold that's buried. That is one yeah. step removed from Joseph Smith discovering golden discs in upstate New York with the uh, Angel Moroni's revelations on them. This is cultural Mormonism. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> I knew there was something. Oh my god! I knew there was something bigger going on in this show. I knew. I knew there was a, a, a larger purpose to La Brea. See, a lot of people owe Jews an apology. <laughs> what other shows are we going to find out have Mormon messages? Because we, it took us until like halfway through the show to figure this out. Like, damn. No, this is 
This is a Mormon-ass show. Season two, there's going to be plural marriage. They're literally, they're going on a Mormon-ass journey. Okay. Uh, after that, uh, Gavin finds out Dr. Nathan's fiance is lost in the hole. They're like, you need to go in the hole, Gavin. <laughs> Diane. That's what I do like about this show. Is I think you mentioned earlier, it's like, as it goes on, it is slowly revealed that like, a good quarter of the current 2022 population in the United States is lost in time. Yeah. Like, you know, COVID, all that shit's a cover-up. All these people that have died of COVID, no, they've just fallen through holes and the government's lying to you about it. Yeah, and someone who has long COVID is just, they're experiencing hole withdrawal. (laughs) They're having mammoth vision. They're like, ow, (laughs) I can't leave my house. Yeah, that's Gavin. Gavin has what they think would be long COVID, but actually it's like a vision disorder. And and uh, and whatever disease you get from drinking a liter of amaretto a day, <laughs> um, Diana is down in the hole. She and Levi uh, they repair this plane to fly everyone into the green light, or so we think. Uh, it's a VTOL, so it doesn't need a runway. And they they're like, "Oh, we're gonna do it. We're gonna see our families again." But Gavin tells everyone down the hole, "Don't get in that plane. You will die. I've seen the future." No, it's because like they like they go, they have there's like a, like an archaeological site in downtown L.A. that contains the remnants of the survivors, the whole the hole dwellers, like human settlement from twelve thousand years ago. And like while they're excavating stuff, like the actions taken in the past are affecting this timeline. So like and in, in, in a part of this the, the dig site that they've already excavated they they like it appears out of nowhere um the the fixed Eli uh the the yeah the the, the wife fucker his fixed plane and like the skeletons of everyone inside of it like materialize at the archaeological dig site so Gavin's like you're telling me there's a, you're telling me the way to get my family this is the wrong way to get my family and I got to try another way to get my family and then he and then he sends a drone <laughs> he's able to Again, a, a, a deeply unhinged man with no security clearance is somehow able to launch a drone, send it through the hole under the nose of Homeland Security with um, like an iPhone video attached to it. And he's like, hey, everybody, it's Gavin. I'm not drinking anymore, but I got, I got don't just stay in the hole. You got to stay in the hole, but you got to trust me. <laughs> if you try to leave the hole in the plane, you're going to die. I mean, like the, the actor who plays Gavin is Irish, I think. Oh, that explains. Yeah, and so like, yeah. like, uh, yeah, he's he's hit, he's hitting the consonants a bit hard, you know, as as you know, as as non-American actors will often do when they're when they're doing America face for for money, which is you know bad, and uh, everyone should condemn. Yeah, I mean, like they should have just like been like, oh, he's an Irish guy who was in the American Air Force, like who cares? Yeah. If they really wanted to use that guy, but I think like okay. Gavin as a character, though, I don't think it's unrealistic because he's basically reality winner. <laughs> like he's it's basically like what she is, you know, like she he's a whistleblower. Like, yeah, he's, a, he's a leaker. He's leaking. Tr- <laughs> he's leaking truths about. Yeah, he's, he's leaking whole facts to the intercept. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and then going like, to yeah, jail like, a minute later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he like he like SME. He was like. Oh, 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 uh, oh, uh, Glenn or Lee, I need, I need to talk to you about. I found a hole. I have visions. I saw my family in a hole. And they're like, okay, um, you need to download Tor browser, and this is how you get a PGP key. And he's just um, sending it over SMS, and it immediately goes to prison. <laughs> and like Reality Winner, you know, he tried to find himself by going into the military. 
I don't know if he has like 600 bodies like Reality Winner does, but probably, you know, it's pretty easy to kill people in the Air Force. Um, he go in the next episode, he goes to like, you know, after. Oh, yeah. Before before we get to him, Mary Beth and Diane have like a bad character standoff and like. Diane's like, I need, we need to get on this plane. Like, fuck you. Fuck this. Fuck Gavin. Like, we need to get, we need to fly into the green light. And Diane's like, did you hear him, lady? We're going to all die if we do that. And Diane ups the, ups the blick on uh, Mary Beth. Mary Beth is quicker, takes her out, and also hits, like, the engine of the plane and <laughs> yeah, blows up the plane. It's like their one chance of escape. And I also like it because, yeah. like, it's one straight bullet from, like, a nine millimeter causes the plane to explode. You're telling me that that was going to yeah. go through the time gash? Not likely. Yeah, okay. If it was literally like, yeah, one bullet from one nine hitting that huge part of the plane would blow it up. Like, the, I mean, like, the Houthis are already, like, doing way better than their equipment gives them any right to be. But it's like, they would have taken out the entire Saudi Air Force by now. Like, shooting AKs at planes. But, um... They, yeah, they blow up the plane. Everyone's like, well, good work, Mary Beth and Eve. Like, you... you fucking idiots we're back topside or the, then scott and lucas find the civil war gold uh gavin tries to fly into the hole with the special hole plane but he pussies out because he's f15 so they're gonna shoot him down we oh but the but, but the lucas, but the other the uh, um the, the the deep state um f- farm farmhouse owner who, <laughs> who built the a secret plane in her barn um she's just like uh she's like all right th- there's another way there's another way to save your family. And he's like, you kidding me? There's another way? There's another way into the hole? And then she just jumps out of the plane into the hole. Yeah, that's... Um, apparently, like, anyone can just get a hole. It's kind of like when, when people use Sudafed to create speed. <laughs> they don't let you buy enough... They don't let you buy $600 worth of Sudafed anymore because people were making their own holes. Um, episode 7... Mary Beth and Eve get voted out of the group because of the plane thing. And they get exiled. Gets it. Yeah, where they're about to, but then there's like a really violent windstorm, a uh, blizzard. Uh, Lucas and Mary Beth get caught under some rocks, uh, which gives us some bad exposition. They're saved by Ty and Eve. There's a really long and confusing thing where Ty is like bound by rocks and ropes okay well actually like fort fort woman saves him we're, we're, uh, there's a little really... there's a little bit of a little bit of backstory here that we've uh, neglected regarding um uh, i guess my favorite um subplot um on season one of la brea involving the sisters now you remember all the way back in episode one uh there's like a set of sisters and their dad is killed by wolves and now they're on their own yes. And it's like an older sister and a younger sister. And the younger sister, like the older sister tells everyone that the younger sister is mute, that she can't talk. And like she like they, they seem weird. They, 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 they're, they're, they're sort of like separating themselves from the group. Um, they're, they're, the older sister is very religious. She's like, you know, you can't trust these people. Stay away from them. Like, you can only trust me. Like, you know, and there, there's something going on with these sisters, which is later revealed to be. That like uh, the the mute sister is of course not mute. She's just terrified. But but what is revealed? Because like Ty, who's a psychologist, like uses his like you know uh, rapport with children and understanding of trauma to sort of form a bond with the the younger sister. And she reveals that she can talk. And then she reveals the fact that both her and her older sister are like white van trafficking victims. 
Yeah. Like that their yeah. that, that their dad, the guy who was killed by wolves in the first episode, was like a fucking like <laughs> a child trafficker who stole them from their families to relate to raise them in some sort of religious cult. Yeah, I mean, I guess the dire wolves are good judges of character. They're like, let's let's first go for that guy. Let's go for the human trafficker, and then try to kill this annoying kid. And they they got one. They didn't get the other. But yeah, so Ty and the Fort Woman the scene. I don't even care to recap it. Um, Josh and Riley. Uh, Josh gets some clown in a wardrobe truck. Uh, Gavin back topside realizes the sinkhole was discovered the day he was adopted and that he has no memories before he was adopted. Now I, I, I gotta uh, say here, like the episode seven introduction of the plot line that Gavin is a child of adoption. I gotta say this show is, it was already offending me with this pothead representation, but it's treatment of adoption, even more irresponsible in my opinion, because <laughs> Gavin is like, yeah. was adopted at seven by like a Catholic <laughs> convent by the Catholic <laughs> church. And he's just like, I don't, I don't remember anything before I was adopted. He was just like, one day he was on the side of the road. And then like, you can guess where this bullshit is going, but he has no yeah. memories of the time of like the first eight years of his life before he turned up at a fucking Catholic orphanage. Yeah, no, no memories. Um, this never came up before. He's like, Oh, I get visions, but I don't remember. I don't remember anything before the age of seven. Um, uh, let me just, you know, my brain kind of turned off during these last three episodes. So let me just sum it up for everyone. Gavin grew up in the hole. The ominous grandfather raised him in the hole. This little kid that we meet is actually Gavin in the past in the hole. Um, there's a like bullshit scene with a bridge that no one cares about. Uh, and Mary Beth dies in the final episode. Thank God. Scott is still alive. And Gavin is finally is like going to get into the hole in the next season. Well, they have to make sure that the kid goes through the, the, the time, the time gash so that Gavin can be like, so that like their family can be together in the future, you know, like to fulfill that, uh, you know, to fulfill the loop jump, you know, they got to send the kid yeah. into the future so that he can be. Cause like, I think I, I did, I only made it to like episode seven. And so like, they find like another another time gash that can take them back to the present, but not 2022, like 1988 or something like that. So they can they, they can go back to like the, the world that they knew, but not exactly the world they knew. I think that's like fine. You get to start your life over. I mean, like dude, it, it would be great. Yeah, think, you could do the back to the future thing. Think of all the money you could make gambling on the Super Bowl. It would suck because, like, you know, there you really can't play any games for, like, 20, like, not any games that you'd think would be good for, like, at least 12 years. But you could, I think you could, like, argue with the time scientists. It's like, let me at least take my PS5 that has games on it. And, like, there are electrical outlets, and you can you can figure something out. Even, I don't know when they invent HDMI, but you'll figure it out. Um, yeah, he's, they're going to do, they're doing, like, really bad quantum plot devices, I guess I guess the final question of the series is like who's grooming who? Because technically like Eve is meeting Gavin when he's like a little kid before he gets adopted from the hole. <laughs> but that would make Gavin like 12,000 years old. So maybe he's grooming huge, her. Huge, I don't know. very problematic age gap uh, paradox is going on here. Yeah, this is something that you would need to get like an ethics scientist on. It's probably the most uh, interesting question raised by the show. But th that is La Brea. That is the. I don't think I've ever seen a worse TV show. It, it was, Everything about it is awful. 
I'd like to say it was extraordinary and how bad it is, but that's overselling like how not fun it is to watch. No, I would rather get back surgery from my pre-med daughter in 12,000 BC. <laughs> it's uh, but like, I, okay, so I, I was reading up because like, I, I, I need to know, like, I, like, I, you know, I, I had to spoil the show. I need to know what's going on. And then I was dumbfounded to find out that season two of La Brea is coming. And I saw like an interview with the the showrunner of this show, and I'm I'm using scare quotes on that because I, he's not running anything. <laughs> he's fucking no, he's no. Um, and he he's, said, he's 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 a show ruined. <laughs> and he said that like the new like the next seat like like the like where Labrea is gonna go is that they're just gonna be in different time periods. So like the one actual like the the name of the show Labrea. Which implies the La Brea tar pits and like you know uh, prehistoric America. What they're just going to be in like I don't know colonial times or fucking uh, like 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 what like the 1930s or something? Like is this going to be just a time travel show now? Like where are the fucking mammoths? Show me the goddamn mammoths. Show me show me more than one giant sloth. Ooh, wait a minute. I don't know. Okay, obviously, like if we were doing the show, we'd make the good version of it, right? Civil War gold, right? They might be teasing at something here. Sam goes to the Civil War and, like, fights on the side of the Union and canoes, like, 50,000 Confederates <laughs> using, like, real Navy SEAL tactics. Because he's, like, look, he's fighting a bunch of, like, 90-pound 411 Southerners. He's just... He's, well, he, yeah, he's, he's used he's to killing teenagers, so, you know, even if they are... Yeah, <laughs> easy, easy. They do Reconstruction right you because um scott you know saw a video on reconstruction when he was high oh you smoke weed guys um <laughs> scott scott Eve, subscribes to the 1619 project so he's able to get reconstruction <laughs> right yeah they do reconstruction and like mr lincoln country, mr lincoln oh, just d d don't go to the theater tonight don't you want to stay in and have an edible with me sorry i talk i talk <laughs> when i'm nervous but seriously don't go to the theater tonight <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think there, there's so much interesting stuff you could do here, which they won't do. They're going to send them to like, I, I get they're going to send them to like, yeah, probably like about like the old West or some shit. I don't, if I, think yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, like, well, here's another unexplored thing that like I would have done differently with the show. Here we go. Felix and Will script doctors. How, how are we fixing? Lebea? Yes. It's like, I mean, you tell me you tell me if I'm wrong, because you, you actually watch like the last two or three episodes of, of the season. But like. At no point is it suggested or is it like introduced as like a, like an element to the plot that like Homeland Security or the U.S. government has like uh, is responsible for the creation of the time holes or more interestingly, in my opinion, the idea that they would be using the time holes to like exploit the resources of caveman times so that they could like, I don't know, uh, start drilling for oil sooner or like, you know, uh, export oil from caveman times to the present day. And then, like, causing some terrible rift in, in the space-time continuum. Like, you know, like, the knock-on effects or, like, the, 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 there's some agenda here. And then, you know, like, I was thinking, like, they, they could start sending, like, you know, um, like, mercenary forces back into caveman times. And there could be, like, operators having battles with giant sloths and saber-toothed tigers. <laughs> that would be, that would be pretty sick. It would be, like, do you remember, like, in um, 13 Hours the Delta Force guys that show up and just dump the documents. <laughs> yeah. What if you had them 
just like just fucking wrecking cavemen, <laughs> just gunning them down, slitting their throat. Like they run out of bullets, and they're like doing the thing where you hit them with a gun, and they're taking the knife out and doing like the CQC knife shit. Expand that. would be yeah. so fucking. That would be so fucking tight. They're not gonna do it, you know. But a man can dream. Or just that, like you know, like uh, like if a time portal opened up in downtown Los Angeles to um the pristine American content co- continent of twelve thousand years ago. I would imagine that the U.S. government would be like just seeing dollar signs. They would just be ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Here's this, un, you know, relatively unspoiled continent. We can do, we can do imperialism and colonialism ten thousand years prior. Uh, just get a get really get a head start on China in this century by mining all the coal tan out of caveman <laughs> times and shipping it back to the yeah, present. Oh, yeah. Oh, you looking for that, assholes? <laughs> we took it all already. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know it's the whole thing about like uh, their exploitation of the past is causing like you know uh, time tremors and causing more holes to open up and more more innocent people to fall back into like <laughs> the middle ages <laughs> uh, well, yeah. or or they could all just like get really fucked up and go like you know <laughs> a billion years in the past <laughs> When the yeah, and then like Scott gets there and he's like, guys, guys, the thing about the Earth's atmosphere here is that there was no oxygen in it. (laughs) (laughs) I just have like a real time death scene of him suffocating. It's it's, it's four billion years ago. It's just after the Earth's surface like cooled and the atmosphere was like sulfuric acid. And he's like, guys, I hold on, my just <laughs> guys, they, we got a big, we there are bigger problems. We can't breathe the atmosphere here, and then they all just die. <laughs> that would be, that would be pretty good. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that's a pretty good idea. Um, but like, uh, is there anything else? Like, I mean, like, like I, I didn't watch the last three episodes, but like, what, any, anything involved with homeland security? Anything about like where these holes are coming from? Do they ever? Do they ever explain why no. the time holes keep opening up? Like, or what's causing this phenomenon to happen? Um, no. Okay. No, I mean, like, what well, you know? What do you? What do you think? No, that's like why? Why do that? Where you can give us a terrible new season, which is what they're going to, which do. takes place in pirate times. God, that's what they're gonna. Oh, do. and then and then and Gavin, then Izzy, Gavin's gonna be Izzy like, the daughter is gonna go back in time, and like she has like her her graphite peg leg will make her queen of the pirates because they're like <laughs> we have no one seen a peg leg this good before. You must be queen but of the pirates. They'll never, they'll never do anything that good. That's what sucks. That's what breaks my heart. Is like just by accident we have so many better ideas than they'll ever have. They'll never do it. Oh well, I mean, you know, that's La Brea. That's the worst fucking show I've ever seen. I mean, I, in I my you know, entire life. I'm pissed off, you know, because like you know, uh, like all of our TV ideas. I mean, La Brea just snaked my best idea, which was a TV show called Mammoth Rider. <laughs> <laughs> so when I go into Damn, that's a when sick I go into idea. Pitch Mammoth Rider, it's about you know, um, like an, an alcoholic divorced dad who used to be um, an, a, like a, a Navy SEAL Beastmaster. Um, he, he's he, <laughs> <laughs> he's part of the animal husbandry units of the elite special forces. Um, like he's one of those horse soldiers in Afghanistan and he's the best horse rider. All right. And then like, you know, um, he's drinking and driving one night and um, like, like crashes his car into a time warp and he has to become the mammoth rider and he becomes the king of the cavemen and he has to fight. Ooh. He has to fight like a cave war against um, uh, other, <laughs> other alcoholic time, time trauma victims. <laughs> 
That's pretty. That's pretty tight. I'm not gonna lie. Like, and he has to become the mammoth rider. It's like Avatar, kind of. No, and and he has to, and then he then he he goes native, and he becomes a mammoth. This is just the plot of Avatar now. I'm stealing. This is kind of literally just. And he has to he has to organize a mammoth war against um uh, the time raiders who are stealing all the coltan from the past to ship into the future, (laughs) so that they can make more PS5 games. All right. I mean, like, who can we get a meeting with? Who, like, does who like does this type of dog shit? David Geffen. David Geffen. Yeah, David Geffen. We like everything you've ever done. If you feel us, we agree with all of it. Please let us do Mammoth Rider. I just, I just, if I ride the Mammoth, I can get my family back. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I know. What, I, Wait, you're I, saying if I, if I get good enough at the Mammoth, I'll see my family again. I know it sounds crazy, Eve, but if you ride that sloth, it's your only way back to the present. <laughs> Eve, don't get it. Don't don't get on that giant snapping turtle. It's gonna kill you. <laughs> Man, what a fucking bad joke. It's Jesus awful. Christ. It's awful. This is awful. You at home who are not a professional, do not watch this. You do not want. It. There's nothing you want here. Do not do this. Uh, this don't is- watch it because just from the first episode, you'll be hooked, and you'll need to know all the mysteries <laughs> of La Brea. You'll need to keep watching. Yeah, no. This is massive facts. I'm going to say thank you for, you know, for a change, you know, a guest bringing a show. You're welcome. I'm like kind of upset, uh, upset. This is the worst show I've ever watched. But I think my new movie, I'm looking forward to my new movie lifestyle because I just can't watch TV for a while after this. This is tough. I have to do Queer as Folk with my brother. That's the final episode of the series. But after that, it's like, well, I'm buying, I'm buying a projector, I guess, like. Well, you should start with with Jean-Jacques Anode's Quest for Fire. It's the uh, it's the film version of La Brea. Oh, okay. but it's a, well, there, there, there... It's a, there's no people from the present. It's all just cavemen. Oh, um, okay. It's well, good. Like, there's there's no talk? there's no dialogue. No, Ron per- Ron oh, Perlman that... is the main character, and he just grunts the whole movie. Don't you think that's kind of like um in like intense? For like a for for like a getting me into movies. Yeah, that's a little that's like a little no dialogue. Things. Yeah, it's a little. How about something like remedial though? Okay, the uh, you know? the Flintstones with John Goodman and Rick Moranis. Okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. I'm I'm on Amazon right now. Projector price high to low. <laughs> Let's do this. All right, uh, Will. Thank you so much. If you want to hear more of Will Menneker, check out the Patreon that you're already subscribed to if you're hearing this. Patreon.com slash Chapo Trap House. Or if you'd like to hear less of me, um, I'm unsubscribed from that Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if you want to hear us on YouTube, you know, we're there. Uh, if you want to hear us on Patreon, well, you're already there, you silly goose. Um, if you want to check out La Brea, Download the NBC app on your phone. Uh, but before you do that, but you, before you do that, hit yourself in the head with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hit yourself in the head with a hammer. Get your daughter to do surgery uh, drink, on you. Drink, drink lead uh, paint before before watching the show, because then, then you'll be yeah. then it'll it'll wash over you a little easier. Don't do it. But if you do, do all that stuff. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you to the makers of La Brea, um, and Gavin. We hope you get your family back. Oh, oh, oh.